Football Super Soul Sunday edition here. Say it loud, say it proud. Super Bowl fun Sunday, Super Bowl Young Day. We're going to be talking foods. It's a great way to end the weekend. We'll be talking top weekend songs here. Uh, Joe's list is probably going to be very small. We'll also have our top foods. And we got to talk football. We got a bunch of prop bets and the game itself. Joe, how are you today? How, how's this the start to Super Bowl Sunday here for you in, in the Northeast where we're getting more snow? It's coming that heavy right now. Yeah, we're getting blasted by uh, another blizzard outside. Uh, it, it's gotten to the point now where I think some of the main roads are like probably going to deter people from wanting to actually go out and right. spend Super Bowl Sunday anywhere. I think everybody's going to now probably stay home, which is for the best, I would imagine. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so this is this is interesting. It's never I I, I can't recall uh, waking up on Super Bowl Sunday and then having uh, a couple of inches of snow on the ground already. It's, it's wild. Then we already had snow previously, but it won't be snowing in Tampa Bay, unfortunately. I mean, no, I, I, we never get this cold, the snow, the snow weather Super Bowl, which would be awesome. When I was at MetLife, the next day it snowed, so just missed right. that. Uh, but. We got the game here, nonetheless, and it's, it's going to be it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a close one, and no matter which way you bet, uh, no one's going to call you crazy. Brussman has a question. Thoughts on the NFL award winners? Nobody, anybody you think was more deserving of an award who didn't win? Joe, why don't you walk us through the winners here? Well, we'll go. We'll start first with the big one, uh, obviously. Aaron Rodgers, one most valuable player, which uh, not really too shocking, I don't think. Um, if there was a shocking award, it was probably for, uh, I guess, Offensive Player of the Year. Derek Henry took that home. But, I mean, it, it does make sense. Yeah, how, how, really do you, how, do yards. how do you win MVP, but you can't win the Offensive Player of the Year? Well, 2,000 yards, kind of. Yeah, so then why yeah. isn't he the MVP? I don't know. You got to ask the, uh, the writers. <laughs> McDermott uh, doesn't win coach of the year, but Stefanski very well deserving. So I can't grieve there. Kevin Stefanski was very deserving. Uh, the only guy I thought you could have given it to was Sean McDermott. But I mean, those guys were clearly uh, one and two. Now that we're looking back on it in hindsight, and that's how it, they finished. So uh, your guy, Justin Herbert, uh, one offensive rookie of the uh, yeah, offensive rookie of the year, uh, beat out Justin Jefferson. Well, uh, expected. Uh, Chase Young won Defensive Rookie of the Year, so he became the fourth Ohio State Buckeye player in the last five years to win the award. The other two, uh, the other three being the both the Brosa brothers and Marshawn Lattimore did it. Uh, so four out of the five, uh, the, the four out of the five years previously, uh, one of your Ohio State guys ended up winning Defensive Rookie of the Year. So that's funny. Uh, and what am I missing? I'm missing a big one. Oh, uh, defensive player of the year, uh, Aaron Donald won the award for the oh, third yeah, very time. controversial. Did you see what JJ Watt said about that? Very controversial. Uh, and when you of, look at JJ Watt, what he said, like, I didn't even realize that, but if that's true, he's got a great point. He's got a very good case, and JJ Watt would not speak out on behalf of his brother TJ. Uh, if there wasn't really a case there, and and there certainly was a case, but uh, it it doesn't make Aaron Donald any less deserving of the award. Uh, there are only three players in, in NFL history who have won Defensive Player of the Year uh, three times. 
and that's Lawrence Taylor, JJ Watt, and Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I saw the tweet. Uh, I, I it definitely caused a stir a little bit uh, from what I've saw, but uh, I mean, JJ's got a point, and obviously, he's only defending his brother, and he's only sticking up for his brother. Uh, and obviously, he wanted his brother to win. So, you know, I don't blame him. He's a guy who wears his heart in his sleeve. You know, everybody knows that. Absolutely. Uh, if the breast man wants to know if the Steelers went further in the playoffs, and I got to apologize, everybody. My my computer is very laggy. I'm getting a million texts from the last 18 hours just going off because my computer's been off. So if you're hearing those dings, I apologize. Uh, if the Steelers went further in the playoffs, with TJ Watt, I've gotten the defensive player of the year over Donald. He led in all major defensive categories over Donald. Uh, no, because I believe they vote before playoffs start, Jim. Right. So it wouldn't have mattered. I always believe that there should be a distinction between regular season awards and postseason awards. Uh, and I think uh, in this case, I think the the way that all the leagues vote on the MVP, it, except for baseball at times, baseball kind of gets the winners wrong a bunch. But I think for the most part, uh, the NBA and the NFL usually get these things right, they usually get their awards guys and the, the guys who are probably the most deserving of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I it, it, it's an interesting argument. I, I've seen people make it before. Yeah, I mean, but you gotta remember, you got you can't if if they vote after the playoffs, everyone would always just pick whoever. Right, that's true. So it's always the hot hand. Right, that's why you gotta be very careful with, with the way you go about things. Now, the other news that we have to talk about a fourth player in Super Bowl is the Eagles. Uh, and it looks like they're gonna. They think they're gonna trade Wentz this week. They think they're getting more than the Lions got for Stafford. <laughs> what do you I think about that? No, I I do not believe so. Uh, but I definitely do th- believe that there are teams out there who are looking at and we and we did our our quarterback tier. So uh, it, it, this tier was all these guys. I think we all lump these guys together. There are people out there who look at Carson Wentz like Mitch Trubisky or somebody else, and they're saying, all right, this guy's not old. He's great in the locker room. He's won games. Uh, give him an offensive line. Give him maybe some better talent, and he could play better. And I don't hate that logic. You know, I, I think it's fine logic. Uh, did Carson Wentz really struggle this year? Sure. And did he struggle uh, – during times the year previously, sure, but there was enough, I think, at the beginning of his career, especially before the injury. Uh, but I definitely do believe that he's kind of one of those guys like Ryan Tannehill who still has talent, uh, who is just better off in a different situation and can kind of maximize uh, what he is able to do. Uh, and it's like I said, when you're a leader in the locker room like that and you're one of the most – um, trusted uh, NFL players in, in terms of doing you know, you know charity work and, and community stuff. Uh, I mean, we see Carson Wentz in, in commercials and and stuff like that. Uh, so he as as a person, uh, as a complete person, he's very super important to the league. So it, it's always paramount that those guys, the ones who are deserving, like the guys like Ryan Tannehill uh, and Carson Wentz, those uh, those players of the world. I think it's paramount that they always end up getting second chances and he's not going to get as much as Stafford, but I could definitely see a team going out there and giving like a second round pick for him 
uh, or maybe a team giving like a second and a third or a second. And, you know, I, it feels like his value is probably higher mm-hmm. to like actual the NFL executives and, and team representatives than it is to like people like us. Like you go on Twitter right now and you tweet like what's Carson Wentz going to get traded for. Most people say like, oh, he's going to get traded for like a fifth or a sixth round pick. You know, I don't know. Right. That's like, that's not going to happen. You know, no, I mean, I, I would say at worst a third, but probably right. a second. Steve right. Larry has a great question here from our Facebook audience. We're on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube today. What are the Jets going to get for Sam Ain't Darnold? I think they're going to get a second. Ooh, I and you got to going for a first if Darnold's getting a second. Well, I think if somebody ponies up the first round pick, whether it's like the Steelers or the Colts, and I do think there are going to be a couple of teams bidding on Darnold, uh, the dominoes in the quarterback quarterback market have already started to fall. Uh, when you compare Darnold's body of work with other guys out there, I mean, it, it's not far off. He was in a terrible situation the last year and a half. Um, I think he's another guy. You look at him and you say, all right, let's give this kid an offensive line. Let's give this kid two or three legitimate receivers. Let's give him a little bit of a better situation. No New York media hounding him. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you in the sense that like the, the, the Jets have drafted these USC guys who usually are, are good for one bowl game. Uh, and even though they do some raw talent, uh, they're basically put in a position here with the Jets where they're, they're never going to succeed. And you saw this with Sanchez and you're seeing it with Darnold. But the difference is I think Darnold has a lot of talent that Sanchez didn't have. I think Sanchez was very, very uh, ultimately limited. His ceiling was those kinds of games in New England where he won the playoffs where even though he didn't throw for over 200 yards, you know, he was still able to keep his team in the game and win the playoff game. You know, Sanchez was never going to put the team on his back and throw for 300 yards and three or four touchdowns and carry a team to win. Whereas Darnold has already proven that he's capable of making those big 40, 50 yard plays that Sanchez was never able to make. And he's also able to throw on the run and he's going to play action. No. Uh, well, so I mean, let's not disrespect Sanchez. I mean, the guy's one of the yeah, guys. I know. You have two straight AFC championship yeah, games. He deserves right. he sucks. The Jets got nothing for him. He's out of the league. I think Donald's going to follow suit. He'll be out of the league pretty soon. All right. Now, Breast Man, and then we got we got a special guest here. One of the, the best guests we've ever had. Uh, a huge insider. We'll get to him. But Breast Man says, thoughts on Calvin Johnson making the Hall of Fame class with Peyton Manning and Charles Woodson? Uh, I mean, the third, the, one of the th- three youngest guys to ever make the Hall of Fame. He could still be playing in the NFL right now if he wanted to, Calvin Johnson. Overall, it is, I think, one of the – I mean, every year people say this, like, oh, my God, this like this class is the best. But, I mean, Peyton Manning, top three quarterback all time. Charles Woodson, top, what, two or three cornerback all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, accomplished as a college player, accomplished as a pro player, Super Bowl winner, uh, really well-known team leader. And, again, it's like I said, like, the that goes a long way. Like, those, those types of, of men in the locker room who have that reputation, that just adds to it. And you go on down the list, it's like Calvin Johnson – had that uh, Alan Fanica with the Steelers and then, you know, with the the Jets and the very end of his career, he had it. Uh, John Lynch, one of the greatest safeties of all time, Super Bowl winner. Uh, now he's an NFL executive and he's already brought the 49ers to a Super Bowl once. So it looks like he's been, 
making a great transition to be an executive. Uh, Drew Pearson, Bill Nunn, and Tom Flores. Uh, the the commercials, the Coors Light commercials, I think, to get Tom Flores into the Hall of Fame, uh, that worked. But to me personally, if you if you have two Super Bowl victories under your belt, whether you are uh, a good player, like mm-hmm. a, a good receiver, a good quarterback, or a good uh, defensive lineman, uh, or if you're a coach, and, and like we could lump Tom Coughlin into this this conversation because uh, Coughlin's got to go in the Hall of Fame, by the way. And I'm very glad that Flores got in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, no, I am too. The second winningest coach in all time. It takes like 30 years from to get in. I mean, that's yeah, I know. It's it was very, very, very overdue. He was he's one of those guys. That it, it's it's like it was egregious leaving him out. See, most people believe that it was John Madden who won two Super Bowls, and it was the Flores who won one Super Bowl. But it was the other way around. Madden only won one Super Bowl, and then Flores won the other two with the Raiders. So, uh, I mean, most people off the top Flores of their head remember John Madden, yeah. but. But Flores was very deserving too. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, and he's getting in, and now we got to see how long does Tom Coughlin have to wait to get in. And Bill yeah, Bell- that's a good point. I, he shouldn't have to wait too long because his body of work also includes what he did at the beginning of his career with the Jaguars, uh, and he is pretty responsible for that organization uh, having a, a couple of really good years of success. They did. And the first years of their franchise, it's very, very hard to to to, to really get any momentum. Uh, right. But he was able to do so, uh, and then he won the two Super Bowls with the Giants. And one of the most uh, at the beginning, it was fifty fifty, not as well received with some people, uh, but definitely from the mid two thousands on, he's he's probably one of the most well liked and well respected people that you you see out there in NFL circles. So well, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to have to wait as long as far as speaking, I think of that, speaking of unrespected. How about Britt Reed? This moron who has no business being in the coaching staff only that because of his dad. And this guy is drunk driving the week of the Super Bowl or something like that. And unfortunately seriously hurts two children. Uh, it's really disgusting. And I think that might end up being a distraction in this game for the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, but then again, we said that the Tyreek Hill stuff would c- come into play last year where people would kind of acknowledge that or, or, or say that around this time. And uh, it, it didn't prove to be distracting for them at all last year. But I mean, I agree. I think it's just anything like this. It's, it's, it's very disgusting. Uh, you always have a choice. You always have to make the safe choice. Um, you know, but we'll see. I mean, if they come out flat, then uh, you could definitely throw that into the, the, the ring of, of stuff that they would be thinking about that maybe kind of takes their focus away from the Buccaneers a little bit. Yeah, certainly. And the Buccaneers, you know, they're all jazzed up here to play uh, a road game at home, but uh, it came out that they will not be allowed to fire the cannons, which I figured as much. So we got to bring in, we got to bring in a, a Buck fanatic here. This guy lives in New Jersey by Six Flags, yet he's a Bucks <laughs> fan. So here he is coming to you from his home pirate ship. He is the one and the only straight out of Brooklyn, bent to Staten Island, and now New Jersey's very own, the one and only Jordan Hoffer. <laughs> Jordan, what's up, man? <laughs> what's going on? Thank you for the introduction. So. 
How's it going? I see you're ready for the Super Bowl. Absolutely, man. I'm pumped. I can't be more excited. Um, you know, see what happens, man. I think they're gonna just kick ass and take names. So kick ass and taking names. All right. So Jordan, what what how are you gonna how are you gonna celebrate this game tonight? How, how are you gonna how are you, what are you gonna do if they win? You're gonna go out and make a snow angel naked or something? Well, I mean, <laughs> It's starting to snow by me, so we're expected to get anywhere from five to six, seven inches. So there'll be some snow on the ground. Uh, I mean, I got my pirate ship parked out in the front, so maybe I might go for you know a quick sail or something. Got my big three eight by five Bucks flag, Super Bowl fifty five flag, courtesy nice. of the NFL. Uh, <laughs> so might run around the neighborhood with the giant flagpole. Uh, you know, might try to pull some Bills Mafia stuff. <laughs> we gotta go to Six Flags all by himself and sneak in. And uh, we got a comment from the Bruss Man, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan for, for our listeners, why don't you tell everybody about your very close personal relationship with Keyshawn Johnson and how you became a Bucks fan? Okay, so back in 2007, uh, my mother got married to my now stepdad Steve, and they went on a honeymoon. While on their honeymoon, they met a couple who actually got married in the stadium. True story. Long story short, the groom's father was like a operations manager for the team, you know, as far as like the way the stadium runs and all that good stuff. So my mom was like, my son's a big fan. Next thing you know, I'll get you guys a private tour. We got a private tour. I'm all excited. Best experience in my life. We went up to the press box. We went up to the GM's uh, place. Went to the locker room. Went on the field. Went on the ship, which was pretty cool. Didn't fire the cannon, you know. But who knows? Maybe after today they'll fire the cannon. Anyway, as we're ending our tour, we go past like this giant warehouse, you know, on the lower level of the stadium. And the guy's like, "Who was your favorite player?" I was like, "19, Keyshawn Johnson." Next thing, all you know, comes out. Throws me a jersey. He's like, hide down the way out. I was like, oh shit. So it's pretty ecstatic. Um, you want to see it? I don't know if it's. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's do it. it. Let's, let's bring it out. Here it is from the pirate ship right now. There it is. That's sick. That's really, that's really cool. And it's officially worn. You can see the dirt marks on it, grass marks. It's pretty wild. Yeah. But I got one more thing for you that you'll get a kick out of Angry Orchard. Uh, no, no, no. Too early for that, my man. Uh, I got my coffee right here. Maybe a little bourbon in it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but this past Christmas, my wonderful girlfriend, Summer, um, actually bought me something that caught me totally by surprise. Yeah. Summer coming through in the winter. Literally. This right here is a signed Mike Evans ball, Bucks ball. Wow. That's nice, too. It's a great piece. Beautiful. Oh. Very nice. To match the jersey. So. I, I, Joe, I think I think Jordan's a little tame here for the Super Bowl. It seems like he's nervous. Yeah, he seems very mellow, but maybe it's the snow. Maybe <laughs> it's the snow. So, Jordan, what I would suggest you do is if the Buccaneers win tonight, you somehow go to Six Flags, created by Sharon Jackson jersey. You sneak in and you get on the pirate ship and take a picture. Because they have the swinging pirate ship. It's going to be covered in snow. And you just do an Instagram live and keep saying, fire the cannons, fire the cannons. Yeah, you're referring to, uh, I think they call it the Jolly Roger. It goes back yes. and forth. It's yes. like a set type of thing. So, so how excited were you when the Bucks get Brady last year and then Gronkowski? 
Uh, I was pretty excited, honestly. Um, I was a little caught by, a little surprised, you know, with his departure from New England. Um, but I, I said from the beginning, I was like, he's going to go to the Super Bowl. May have been premature to say at the time, but my words paid off. So, um, and obviously he's delivered. He has delivered. He is the GOAT. No matter what anyone says, he truly is. It's true. I don't know how you yeah. can say otherwise. I don't know uh, how you can say otherwise either at this point either. So, Jordan, how would you feel if, you know, the Buccaneers win, obviously, but, mm-hmm. you know, then Brady retires and the Buccaneers never win again in your life? Would you take it? Well, I mean, he's got one more year on his contract, so anything, anything is possible, you know. But uh, he said that it, there was talks he wants to play past 45. I mean. I think he should. I want to see him play till 50. Wouldn't that be cool? I think his mind could do it. Just a matter of can his body hold up. I mean, he's at a point where he's spent more than half his life as as a football, like professional football player. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, absolutely. So, so Jordan, obviously, you got the Bucks winning. Give us some predictions here. Like, do you have a score? Do you have an MVP of the game? Is anybody going to be virtually going to Disney World afterwards? What's happening? Um, and are you going to call out sick from Staples tomorrow? Oh, I'm, I'm already off from there. I got a personal day, man. You know, I'm gonna no have... Amazon tonight. You got off Amazon for the no, Super Bowl? No, no Amazon tonight. <laughs> Hells no. Um, predictions. Uh, MVP, you're, you're asking? Yeah. It's hard to say. I mean, because they have a lot of great receivers, great guys, and stuff like that. Scotty Miller, MVP. Um, no, I don't think Scotty Miller. I, I think it's either going to be a toss-up between Godwin and Mike Evans. And wow, Thomas. not Brady. Okay. What's that? Not, so you don't think Brady wins MVP? No, that's what I'm saying. I think it's a toss-up between Godwin, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Tom Brady. One of those three, honestly. All right. Based on how they perform, of course. Uh, score prediction? I, I don't. I don't do. I can't tell you right now. So. So I don't want it to be too high. I don't want so to what are you what are you anticipating? Because you've never seen a game of this magnitude. When you're watching this game, are you gonna are you gonna be like pacing around? You're gonna be sitting tight. You're gonna be not checking your phone, locked in. Oh, like, I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have a cold beer in my hand, relax, eating some good food, um, and obviously I'll be screaming at the TV, running around with my flag, doing my thing, you know. So what are you gonna what are you gonna be eating? Uh, we got a bunch of snacks. We got heroes. We got wings. Um, all types of stuff, you know, finger foods, all that good stuff. So there you go. All right. So while we got you on here, Joe and I are going to give our, our best Super Bowl foods. Uh, you know, Joe's usually goes to a Super Bowl party every year. Uh, right. So, you know, Joe, you're, you're more of the expert here in Super Bowl foods. But for me, I'll, I'll go first. And I think, you know, it's not traditional Super Bowl food, but how do you go wrong with pizza? You can eat pizza any day of the year, and it makes sense. So you uh, got pizza. Pizza is de- most uh, definitely a Super Bowl food. Um, it is. Okay. Yeah, because I. So when I do it with my family, when when they they have it, uh, we ne- we never have ordered pizza on Super Bowl. We always have catered food for us for Super Bowl Sunday. So obviously that includes uh, like the different types of heroes too. Uh, so if you want, I mean, I could throw hero is probably yeah. very to me. Big. The heroes I think are like overrated because they just they come out dry sometimes. But uh, can we all agree the best hero has got to be the the chicken cutlet with the mozzarella? Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, it depends on the places you get catered. And I mean, most places around here on Staten Island where you can get catered are pretty good. You know, a bunch of Jersey places are great too. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're definitely right there. It's it, it could be 50, 50 at times. Uh, but you're you're not wrong in your assessment that pizza is definitely a Super Bowl food. Just because so I, mean, I don't I'm normally do it. I, I'm going to have uh, vodka sauce pizza, a white pe- white pie pizza. I'm going to have then some non-traditional Super Bowl foods. I'm going to have uh, big ziti and chicken parmesan. Because after all, Joe, it is so. Yeah, the Italian in me loves that. Um, so... Obviously, have to mention wings. Uh, any any type of wing. Shout out to Brian Bronstein, who we usually spend the servo with Jordan, who makes amazing wings. Yeah. So, uh, I tend to either like my wings either like hot, hot, or like I'll I'll eat something like honey barbecue. Um. So I don't know what is your wing flavor of preference. I don't know if you're a mild guy, medium guy, hot guy. I'm like a, you're like a honey mustard guy. Honey mustard's good. Honey mustard's fine. I'm a mild guy myself, honestly. So Yeah, that's Ryan fine. Like a wing. I don't know how you – I can't handle the spicy stuff. Um, all right, so obviously you got the wings. People like – some people like sliders. I, I can't disagree with that. You got to have the chips and dip, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. I was going to mention uh, right. any type of like artichoke dip or, or Spanish dip or, or something like that. Um, usually the best. Or buffalo um, chicken dip—that is awesome. Buffalo chicken dip is good too. Are you a? Yeah, I'm not a big buffalo guy. My buddy Adnan Verk says no buffalo, so I'm gonna go by him. But uh, are you a dessert guy during the Super Bowl? To me, you got you got to pick on the cookies. You know, I would say I'm like you know break out the break out the cannolis here, but uh, you got to have some cookies or something during the Super Bowl. Yeah, we always get the uh, the big cannoli. Uh, with all like the other smaller cannolis inside, okay. so that's always a great. It's always a great. Super Bowl, like, yeah, it's a dessert showpiece. It's really great. I mean, that sounds delicious, uh, Jordan. <laughs> what, what do you What do you think? What do you uh, What do you most look forward to eating in the Super Bowl? Uh, that buffalo chicken dip, man. The spiciness of it, it's tasty, it goes down good. So. Uh, dessert wise, I don't think I'll make it past it to dessert. You know, there'll probably be too much liquor in me and booze in me. Uh, so, fucking liquor, uh, you know, Joe, what's your go to drink during the game? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I mean, usually, so I, I, on Super Bowl Sunday, I don't really tend to drink beer because everything else kind of bloats you. Mm-hmm. So, what I'll do is I'll drink like, uh, like a mix of, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, if you if you really need an energy drink, you can start the day with the energy drink. But uh, Chris Super Bowl, paid eight a.m. Falls by a monster. Falls by another monster. Right. Well, we got to throw in uh, two softball games in there first. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> your your, your <laughs> two drinks during the game. I think you need to crack open a monster, Joe. So just a little on. bit. <laughs> I lost track for a second. Liquors. Uh, I I usually tend to drink and Jordan like, getting a white claw. <laughs> if there's like whiskey out or something, like I'll make like I'll make like a mixed drink or something. Um, yeah, all the like the good stuff usually comes out during the Super Bowl. Uh, my my uncle usually gets like the bottles of Johnny Walker out too. So uh, you usually have uh, throughout the course of the night, like more so before a halftime show, you'll usually we'll usually have like just drinking around, palling around, lounging around. 
uh, I'll usually have like a couple of drinks, and then right. after a half, time, so I'm like, you gotta watch yeah. the game. You gotta concentrate during the game. You gotta get zoned right. in. You gotta right. out. You know, Joe's gonna be tweeting about every commercial, especially the John Cena ones. Uh, yep. So maybe he's gonna be drinking a Mountain Dew. Jordan, what are you drinking during the game here? And make sure you stay hydrated with some water or soda too. Oh, my golden rule is one drink, one water. One drink, one water, continuously. I want to be able to focus on the game, make sure my bucks are doing what they got to do. He's got the solo cups ready to go, Joe. You see? He's yeah, I see that. Oh, yeah, that Behind on the, uh, yeah. <laughs> These are beer pong solo cups, actually, with shots on the bottom. So once you drink one, you could put a shot in the bottom of the cup. It's kind of cool. So, so Jordan, are you going to be drinking, drinking a White Claw, Corona with lime, or Angry Orchard? Probably Corona's or Mackenzie's Black Cherry Cider, which is awesome, actually, if anyone's a cider person. Sounds good. I'm yeah, try it. I love cider. All right, Jordan, stay right here. We got another guest coming on here. He is currently on his way in the snowstorm racing to New Jersey over the bridge to make his bets. He's going to join us right now. We had, we had <laughs> him on for the Foreman Formula, Joe. So we're going to welcome back formula. Mr. Joe Foreman here. Let us know. Joe, how are the roads out there? You got to get those bets in. Uh, how are the roads first as you head to New Jersey? It's a very tenuous trip right now. I'm doing about maybe 40 on Route 33 East, heading out towards Farmingdale, New Jersey right now. But we're hanging in there. We're about 10 or 15 minutes away from my destination. We're going to get those bets in. Nick, what you said is almost entirely true. Obviously, I can't bet from New York. So I've been here all weekend making the debut of the basketball form and formula. Not going too well, but the NFL has gone well so far since the last time I joined you. And we do have the results in for today's game. All right. Here it is. Jordan, you're not going to like this, I don't think. For Joe no, no. Foreman, tell us who the well, formula says is winning. We're going to build a suspense for just a moment. Personally, I'm pulling for Tampa Bay, so Jordan will like that. I've also liked that I'm very close to Six Flags. So if the Buccaneers do win and he decides to live stream from the Jolly Roger, I'm a seasoned pass holder. So if we get in some trouble, I might be able to get us out of that one. I've been a longtime patron of Great Adventure since I was young. I love Six Flags. Huge roller coaster guy. I traveled around the country for theme parks. Love that kind of stuff. So I'm close by. I'll join you on the Jolly Roger. So there we go. Is, the good news is I have Tampa Bay covering. I don't have them winning. I really want Tampa Bay to win the game. That's great for business. The final score I have in the game is somewhere around Kansas City about 27 and a half, Tampa Bay about just shy of 26. So it was uh, Kansas City Ooh, minus about 1.8. So I have the Buccaneers covering. And there we go. You know, I was on the show last week. Two weeks ago, I went four for four on the show with you. Unfortunately, when it came to real life, it didn't play out that way because by the time we went off the air, the Browns, who were plus 10 and a half, we're now plus seven and a half. I took a Chiefs and lost. Chad Henney's interception cost me the game. If they had just kicked that field goal and won by eight, it would have been a big win for me. So I went four for four two weeks ago on the show. Not so much in reality. Last week went two for four. The first game I had Tampa Bay, it went great. Second game, I had an ear-to-ear -ear grin on my face by the end of the first 10 minutes. Not so much the rest of the way as the Bills lost to the Chiefs. But for today's Super Bowl, Tampa Bay about 28. Or excuse me, Kansas City about 28. And Tampa Bay about 26. So that, that tells us take the under in this one. Because I think yep. the yes. over-under was like 60 or something, which is insane. So, and 56 and a half. Bucks and Bucks rising today. Easy bet. And uh, I think I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, any, any Super Bowl MVP predictions, Joe? 
You know, watching last year's Super Bowl, if there's one thing I learned, it's that it seems that the people who choose this kind of stuff have their favorites. It wasn't a great night for Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year until the very end. I, I thought for a moment, naively, perhaps, but that Damien Williams might actually get the MVP at the end of the game, just based on his stat line. But they were never taking that away from Mahomes. Mahomes wins it. I think if the Buccaneers win, it almost certainly goes to Tom Brady, because I really don't see a way they're going to win the game unless they come up with a big defensive touchdown, unless Tom Brady really shows up and helps lead them to the victory. Now, Tampa Bay's defense, I think, is a big reason why they're in the position they're in right now. Great performance. Is he lagging? Yeah. against the oh. Saints. Stellar performance against Green Bay as well. Goal line. When they kicked that field goal, it was a big win for me. So I was very happy with that decision by Matt LaFleur. I know a lot of Packers fans were not. But I think if the Buccaneers win this game, almost assuredly Tom Brady would be MVP. And if the Chiefs win, they have so many playmakers. I think there is a good chance they don't give it to Mahomes if the Chiefs win. But last year, not a great night for him. A big last drive. He won the MVP. So the safe bet is always the quarterbacks. But yeah. I think with the Chiefs I think winning the game, my official prediction is Mahomes. Disney picks the MVP, and they want to make sure that a quarterback is virtually going to Disney World. Uh, but I really – Steve Molinari agrees here in the comments section. He wants to see you two on the Jolly Roger. So I think I'm going to make it happen. Uh, now, Joe, assuming the Bucks win this game, where can Jordan Hartford go to get his official Super Bowl jersey from you? Uh, looks like Joe is frozen here in the tundra of New Jersey as he tends to get his bet. But we, we thank Joe for coming on here. Uh, it's fun to get the foreman formula. Uh, so, Joe, I was, I, was, I was leaving the same way as far as under and, and bucks plus three here. But we'll give our picks later. But what do you think about the foreman formula, what it's saying today? I was very close to what I actually had mapped out for the game. Uh, and in terms of my like betting strategy and my prop strategy, uh, it, it definitely goes and aligns with it. Uh, let's have a look. We got Joe back real quick here. Joe is back, unfrozen. Joe, not necessarily. Oh, yeah. I'm still frozen, but the stream is back. The Bucks are best for business, so you know there's going to be a lot of Buccaneers jerseys for sale. So if you're not bringing the the jersey for Jordan straight to the Jolly Roger. Uh, what, what's his best option here to get his Super Bowl jersey? Because Jordan, I'm assuming you're going to get a Super Bowl jersey if the Bucks win, right? Absolutely. I think right now the best option is, if we're being literal, the best option is NFL shop. But I will say, none of the Tom Brady Super Bowl jerseys came in ahead of the game. I'm still waiting for wow. all of them. I got Patrick Mahomes on Friday, so I'm very unhappy about that. This has been the worst merchandise for all out in years, but I don't want to get into specifics of that too much. Joe, if we get the NFL, a, disappointed me greatly. If we get Jason Pierre-Paul as MVP, are you gonna have to go order order some Jason Pierre-Paul jerseys? <laughs> I, I'm not sure we'd even see those produced. That that's a really big outlier. They make Devin White, Ronald Jones, and Leonard Fournette, which surprised me. Yeah, I'm not really wow. sure how they choose which players they produce. It seems like they wow. go the running backs, the best player on the defense, the quarterback, and the receivers. Because every receiver had a jersey, top three anyway. What about Gronkowski? Gronkowski, yes, he did. Well, technically, he would go in that top three receivers yeah. area. The three biggest pass catchers usually will get one. The tight end, if it's you know anyone with a relatively big name, usually gets one. So we had Gronkowski, Godwin, and Evans getting jerseys for the Buccaneers on offense, of course, along with Tom Brady and the running backs. 
Sounds good. So, Jordan, what do you think about Joe saying the foreign formula has the Chiefs winning the game? I mean, I don't want to hear that. I don't like that. To me, those are on that's close odds. I'm not crazy. Is rooting for the Bucks though? Was that? He's rooting for the Bucks, but it's a one-point swing. So, there is there any margin for error, Joe, in the foreign formula? Joe's speechless. We don't want to question him too much on the foreign formula. All right, so we'll see what happens here. Uh, Poor guy. We appreciate Joe on. He's rushing to Jersey to get his uh, his picks in, so we, we can't fault him there. Um, Jordan, we, we appreciate you coming on. It's been a lot of fun, and best of luck. And, you know, hopefully we see you with your Instagram live tonight. Let everybody know where they can find you on Instagram. Yes, definitely. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate you having me on the show. So. And what's your Instagram handle for everybody if they want to go check you out? Jordan719, baby. It's Jordan719. He's not from the 718. He's the 719. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jordan. Best of luck. Peace, Thanks, guys. Jordan. Thank you. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the game. If, All right. <laughs> so a lot, of, a lot of time packed there. Maybe we'll check in with Joe Foreman again, perhaps, uh, later in the show. But, Joe, uh, you know, it's great to get these guests on. It's been a really fun season so far, and this is our is our last show of the year. Uh, but it's been a great season, and we we've uh, you know tell, you know we've, I think we've made people more money than they they would have lost. Absolutely. If you go back and look at our record the whole season, if somebody actually compiled it, we definitely made people money. It's a fact. I mean, but you're you were every week. You were never it. I mean, you were up like at least. I mean, if we picked every game, right? And assuming we got most of them right, I mean, what is our return? 55% maybe? Maybe 60% with your picks? Definitely. I wonder if there's somebody out there who actually, like, mostly bet on the stuff that we were, were saying throughout the season. be interesting to find out. If that oh, person I, exists, yeah, Jordan, out Jordan's on the move. Jordan's running, running out to the snow. <laughs> Jordan's excited. There he goes. There you go. And the forward formula is on the move, too. <laughs> we are on the move. We're heading outdoors as well. This is live from Farmingdale, live New TV. Jersey right now. So Farmingdale, New Jersey. Not too far from you, Jordan. Yeah. This is like a yeah, I'm, not far. I'm not far. 07727. I'm about 15 minutes from Great Adventure right now. Wow. So, Joe, before you're frozen, before I was asking, is there any any margin for error as far as decimal points or anything is concerned with the foreign formula? The short answer is no. <laughs> of course there is. But in that Green Bay-Tampa Bay game last week, we were almost dead on in that game. I was being called crazy by everyone I spoke to when I had Green Bay scoring under four touchdowns. And it turned out that worked, and I won big thanks to that. But if you look at the next game, Buffalo and Kansas City, that game didn't go so well. So, yes, there is margin for error. And I'm actually hoping that there's at least two-and-a-half points margin of error this week so that Tampa Bay wins the game. There we go. Now, Joe Calabrese, you got your you got your uh, your bet in on the national anthem. We don't even know we don't even know who's uh, who's singing it. It's crazy. Yeah, who is singing it? I don't know. Does anybody know that? No, I don't. We got this crazy not live action here. It. Maybe we'll check it with uh, the guys. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, Thanks, Joe. 
you know, but let's talk about some prop bets here, Joe. You got the list. Okay. What, what are we looking at here? Uh, I, you know what I like? I like the under on okay. uh, longest pass play of the game, which I think is like 45 and a half. Give me the under on that. What's an interesting bet to look at right. is Brady over half half a rushing guard or under. Because if, if, if the Bucks are going to win, you might think he's going to be kneeling, but he also might get a rushing touchdown. Right, but if it's a rushing touchdown, it would be from the like the one yard line or under. So I mean, right. you would have to to monitor that situation very carefully. Uh, so one bet that I do like, and I believe the odds on this have shifted, uh, but I believe at some point yesterday, Brady to score a touchdown, anytime touchdown in the game. Uh, I still think it was plus eleven hundred or plus twelve hundred. How do you not take that? I I definitely took it. Uh, just strikes me as it's going to be – we're going to have one of those moments in the game where the Bucks are going to be – it's going to be third and goal, second and goal from the one, whatever, and it's either going to be Brady running it in or it's going to be a fade to Mike Evans and there's going to be no in between. Uh, so that I would watch out for in the game. Uh, I have two good ones for first touchdown of the game. Okay. And I like Clyde Edwards Alaire at plus 900. I'm seeing him at. Now, obviously, these prices might differ a little bit from place to place. Uh, and I like Ronald Jones at plus 1350. And the reason why I like those two is uh, Jordan made a. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. It was Joe who came on and made a great point. Uh, last year, Damian Williams could have very easily have been Super Bowl MVP. He was the most important skill player on the Chiefs that was not named Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes last year basically played an average game. I think he had two touchdowns, two picks last year. Um, and the, the picks came in like really terrible spots for him and just simply did not look good. And Damian Williams uh, was a very important part of that game. Now, granted, it happened at the very end of the game. Obviously, he had a the game ceiling touchdown. Uh, so the, the chiefs won that game by 11 uh, and the final score was a little more uh, wider than the actual game was. The actual game itself was a, a little closer, um, but from what we know, Andy Reid will like to use his running back, especially when he gets here to the super bowl. Uh, he's got one where he hasn't put a tremendous amount of wear and tear on him in his rookie season. So he's pretty fresh for the super bowl. Uh, I, I believe there's also other props out there, including all-purpose yards. I think uh, Clyde's all-purpose yard total is about 53, uh, or it's, I believe it's 53 and a half. I think it was bet down. But uh, that's also something that I think is worth looking into. Uh, I think Travis Kelsey, his numbers to bet are very, very high. Terry Kill, if you're looking for him for prop bets, his bets are very, very high. Uh, I went in last year with guys like Nicole Hardman, and I didn't really have success. Uh, so this year I'm going a little more smartly about it. Um, so I like both backs in this game. Leonard Fournette has obviously been featured more for the Bucks, but Ronald Jones in the same vein as Clyde edwards Lair, He's a guy who's going to catch passes out of the backfield. He's a guy who you might want to use uh, in different uh, screen situations. The Buccaneers played the Saints two weeks ago, and Alvin Kamara had a really good game against them. So I think uh, in a similar vein to that, I think Clyde will have a good game. Uh, so Jones How about this one? First man wants to know, does the opening 50. kickoff get returned for a touchdown? Unlikely. No. no, no shot. 
DJ Mikey yeah. Hips and the fellas say we are doing the anthem. All right. Sounds good, right. guys. Uh and I and I do like some some Gronk props. So I, I mentioned right. it yesterday. Heads or tails. Uh usually tails never fails. I think so. All right, real quick, let's check in with the foreman man, Mr. Foreman here. Any former formula on prop bets? We don't have a formula for the prop bets yet, but I will say that my plan is likely not to bet the final result this year. I'm leaning more towards a lot of props throughout the game, though betting on feel always scares me because I tried that before I developed the formula. It did not go well. So hopefully it's a lot of better tonight. Are you doing a lot of live betting though, Joe? Oh, yeah. Today I'll be doing a lot of live betting. Typically I'm very against that. Usually what I'll do with the live bets is if a team that I have, let's say they're plus seven, ends up at some point in the game plus another full score. So maybe a plus 13 or a plus 14. I'll bet them again live. But typically that means my first bet's not going too well. So if you do that more than once, you could bury yourself. But in some cases it works out well for you. And it saved me in that Bear Saints game, thanks to Jimmy Graham at the end. Joe Calabrese. So I think I think Gronk's the way to go. I bet a Gronk touchdown or something like that. Jordan, who's who's scoring a, the first touchdown for the Bucks? First touchdown. I'm gonna say Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Right. If not Mike Evans, I think it's gonna be a rushing touchdown for Fournette or Bree, depending on who they start. Interesting. So. All right, Joe Calabrese. What is your your prop bet you want to hammer? Anything involving Gronk. Uh I, I, I know that a lot of people are going to be looking out for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin uh, in their in their prop bets on the Tampa side and definitely Leonard Fournette. But I think a lot of value, like I mentioned just now with Ronald Jones, uh, plus 13.50 to score the first touchdown. Uh, that's something that I could see Bruce Arians doing. Uh, but when it, when it comes to Bucks receivers, like anything involving Gronk prop bet-wise, I'm in on. Uh, so I personally what do you think have about- – I think a prop bet to consider is an Eminem appearance at the halftime show. I mean, I think, I, yeah, him and I him haven't and found we, that one yet, but if I could, I would. So that's a good transition for us, and we'll let, we'll let Joe and Jordan join us if they want for this, um, and then we're gonna start wrapping here. So as discussed, Joe, in our pre-show meeting, we're gonna give our top the weekend songs, not songs about the weekend, because everybody knows working for the weekend is the top song, but. Uh, and I know Jordan's a big fan of Friday by Rebecca Black, but we're talking about The Weeknd, the singer. So I'll give my list here. Uh, I kept it brief. I did a top three. Number three, I went with Starboy. Number th- and number two and one, I don't, know if, I don't know if I'm being too much of a prisoner at the moment, but number two, I went with uh, The Hills, Have Eyes, which Agreed. of course, you, know, you got Eminem, he's on that. So that'd be, cr- imagine right. Eminem, that crazy. And number one, I went with Blinded, uh, Blinding Lights. It's a very catchy tune, and that's the reason why he is doing the Super Bowl show after all. But I heard he he spent an extra $7 million to do the production. What a waste. There's going to be barely anybody there. Who cares? <laughs> Silly. All right, Joe Calabrese, do you even have a list here? Well, I was going to say, I mean, I flipped. I've, obviously, Blinding Lights is number one. Blinding Lights is, is stupidly good and catchy and whatnot. Um but in terms of the other songs, I don't really know too many songs like currently because I haven't listened to the radio. Uh, but I do agree on Starboy. Starboy is a very, very good song. All right. Now, Jordan, you're obviously a fan. So let's hear your rankings. You could give other songs too, not just these three. Uh, 
two top favorite songs so far is obviously The Hills from a couple years ago and uh, Blinding Lights by him, actually. I think that's going to be a big uh, song he breaks out and sings tonight. Um, I'm trying to, I have another song on the top of my head, but I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. So, But those Sound are my good. two major favorites. So. All right, Joe Foreman, what do you think of it? I'm notoriously out of touch with pop culture, so I can't give you an answer <laughs> to that one. But I do have a friend who's a huge fan. I would have asked him if I had known we were doing this before we came on the show. But unfortunately, I can't help you decide which weekend songs are the best. One of the commercials, which, what was that one called? You just said it? Blinding, Blinding Lights. Lights. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that one, definitely catchy. But I would have never known the name of it if you didn't just tell me. And as you see, I forgot within 30 seconds. All right, wrap up the halftime talk here. Then we're going to let Joe and Jordan go. Who do you want to see do a halftime show next year? We'll start with Joe Farmer, who's not into pop culture. Well, I know who my father would want to do it. And if you look right above my head, I think that's a signed photo of Bruce Springsteen. Now, he Bruce. did do it not too mm-hmm. long ago. He did do it. I'm not sure I'd care. He did. I'm not sure I'd care too much for it. It's the one concert I've been to in my life. We, I think it was at Barclays Center. It had to be about three or four years ago. My father wanted to see Bruce Springsteen. I'm big into ticket scalping, or used to be anyway. So I ended up with Bruce Springsteen tickets in the front row on the side of the stage. And I was going to sell those tickets. Oh, no, I'll go. And I'm like, you sure? I don't want to see Bruce Springsteen. He's like, I need to take you to your first concert. We're going to see Bruce Springsteen. Too long. Well, ter- ter- well, it was very long. Turns out I ended up paying for both of those tickets. Never saw a cent for it. In exchange for my hard work securing those seats and paying, I got a Noah Syndergaard Gardenholm out of the deal. Ah, interesting. We were able to flip back. Yes, I was. I actually made most of my money back on the tickets thanks to that Cindergard Garden Gnome. Nice. So that was a not a terrible deal, but I'm not getting those three hours back. Not really into classic rock. All right. How about you, Jordan? Um, I never really thought about this one, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I, I think like, Joe, I like Springsteen one. That was a good, good Joe one. Joe Calabrese is going to go Foo Fighters. <laughs> well, my personal, personal bias says the Foo Fighters because I want to see them perform, but the halftime show is like special and you kind of need like like bigger performers. Yeah. Uh, so I think the one performer that I think would universally Nickelback. Uh, no, not Nickelback. Uh, I think I think somebody who could be able to go up there and have like seven or eight different songs to sing in a medley and would have a bunch of special appearances and get everybody just really, really on board. Uh, I think is Rihanna. Rihanna that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, Rihanna, Rihanna would be electric. Rihanna and Taylor Swift, the two most. I knew you were gonna say Taylor. We gotta get them. I wouldn't be mad at Adele, but she's she's not lively enough. But Rihanna makes. I mean, slam dunk. Come on, slam dunk. Awesome. Absolutely. Now, real quick, I'm gonna give you my three worst Super Bowl shows of all time, halftime shows. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, absolutely boring. It's like unless he's singing Santa Claus is coming to town. He's too long. French is horrible. Not a football fan. And the worst one is Madonna. She literally fell off the stage, but the Giants won the Super Bowl. So that's the three worst I had. Any Anybody else uh, jump out to you guys as being horrible at the halftime show? The Black Eyed Peas. Really? Yeah, that one, that one sucked. It just was you, not. You were probably a big fan of The Who, right? When The Who sang? Oh, uh, The Who was terrible. Love The Who. Love Bruce. Love Lady Girls. Gaga wasn't good either. I mean, she was just like, ugh. Who was boring? Yeah. They were so old. I was like, "What?" <laughs> Most people yeah. love Gaga's performance. Ah, I mean, she's she, listen, she's got a lot of energy. She brings it well, up. Speaking of performances, 
Chris Landry loves this performance. Excellent show all season long, fellas. Tell us on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. We appreciate it. It's been fun. Uh, we're going to start wrapping up here, so we're going to let Joe and Jordan go. Enjoy the games, guys. Yes, sir. Uh, luck, and we'll be seeing you guys at, at Jordan719, live from the Jolly Roger at 6 Five Great Adventure. I would I'll say be there. 11 p.m. Joe's got a season pass. Yeah. Maybe you can sneak in. Season pass all year long. I'll be waiting outside the gates. Probably a long time by myself. Thank you, guys. All right, Joe. It was it was fun to have yep. these guests on. Absolutely crazy show. Uh, but we got to get back to the basics here. The original two. And to you and me, and we're going to do what we do. And that is, we're going to give, of course, what we always do. And that is going to be our game picks. And of course, this is the game of the week. So it's only one game. So go ahead. And for one last time, we'll tell you right now, you can visit nj.pointsbet.com and enter the promo code FREECASH, all caps, one word, and let them know that you know I'm right, sent you. All right, Joe, it's the big game. I think we're going to differ here, perhaps, on who we think's winning. Um, I'll go first here. Give me the Bucks. Doing it for Rondé Barber. Uh, the Bucks are going to win outright. So, Bucks plus three is an easy one, especially considering the home, they're at home. Uh, give me the under. I think it's going to be a low, relatively low scoring game. I'm going to, I was thinking somewhere around 27. 23. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope for um I'm gonna hope the Bucks win uh you know 27-19. That way my mother in law in her Super Bowl pool. Um, but I think it's gonna be low scoring. And the key to this game, Joe, if the Bucks wanna win, it's gonna be doing what they did to Aaron Rodgers, and that's gonna be Shaq Barrett and my guy, Jason Pierre Paul. I'm down with JPP. He's got to get. They got to get to Mahomes. I think they're going to be able to do it, and it's going to cause a lot of havoc. And the flip side, the key to the game for the Chiefs is going to also be getting to Brady. You know, in the past, Spagnola has exhausted success getting to Brady. It's it's caused him fits, uh, and that's going to be very very important. But the overall key to the game for the Bucks, other than getting to Mahomes, Joe, is do not. Settle for field goals because the Chiefs are going to score and they're going to score and they're going to score some more. So that I, I want to see touchdown, 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 touchdown. And at the end, let's do a breast. Let's see a Bucks thirty to twenty-seven game-winning field goal, which would be interesting because last year Jordan knows best about this. The Bucks had a kicker, Mister Gay. He missed the field goal and then he went away. And now the Bucks got a good kicker here. Uh, so give me the box in this one, low scoring game. Um, and by the, I think JPP is going to be deserving of MVP, but just like when we saw the Giants beat the Patriots, uh, and Justin Tuck was amazing. The defensive player rarely gets the MVP. The last defensive player to actually win MVP was on the Bucks when they won with John Gruden. So give me Brady, Brady, the MVP, the Bucks win, the Bucks cover, take the under and, that's it. Tampa Bay, the Super Bowl, the trophy's staying home. They don't even have to fly it anywhere. Joe? Impressive. Uh, I agree with you. I think the game's going to stay under. Uh, and I I don't normally suggest doing this, but obviously I, I, I'm going to do here. Uh, I bought a half a point, so I have bucks plus three and a half. Uh, and I believe that 
this game going to come down to who has the ball last and who has the football in the final two minutes of the game. Uh, and I could see the Chiefs going down in this game like they did last year. I think the Bucks are going to be up playing at home. I think you're going to see Brady being in rhythm early. Uh, if the game, if it, if any of the weather permits, uh, benefits Brady uh, because of that weather uh, and him being able to, to to make the throws that every to everybody he needs to. Uh, they have too many weapons. I think they're going to take a lead early in the game, but I think. What you saw last year, I don't think it's going to be as much of a rapid fire uh, fourth quarter thing because the Chiefs scored on their final three possessions, like boom, 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 right like that. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the game is going to be kind of in, in the, the balance the whole way through. Uh, I don't think any, but any team is going to particularly go up by more than, say, like 10 points at a particular time. Uh, but if a team does, I think it'll be the Bucks. Uh, and I believe the Chiefs will have the ball at the end. And I believe Patrick Mahomes will go down the field and lead the Chiefs to a, another Super Bowl victory. And he will win Super Bowl MVP. Uh, and I think Brady will play really, really well, well enough to earn the, the, the MVP award if the Bucks win. Uh, but I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think it's going to be a three-point game. Uh, I like this game staying under for some reason. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of like a 27-24 kind of game. Uh, very similar game to the one that they played at the – the, the regular season uh, in the middle of the regular season. I forgot what week it was, uh, but I like the chiefs to win this game. I think I like the bucks to cover. Uh, I think it's going to be a three point game either way. Uh, it's been a really long time since we've seen uh, Tom Brady play one of those really uh, spectacular and special uh, three point Super Bowl games that, that can go in either direction. Uh, so I think we're due for that. Uh, and I think the Chiefs ultimately get the ball last. And I believe if Mahomes gets the ball last, I just I can't see any way he doesn't win the game. And I, I mean, you can say the same thing with Brady, but right. um, we still have Brady throws three interceptions on three straight possessions this week. Uh, that's going to be a 21 point swing. So that can't happen. Right. Uh, and I think I think Brady in the playoffs, he's been good. He hasn't been great. But good for them has been good enough to win. So I think in this game, if they're going to win, he's got to be great. And he, it's certainly possible. Uh, the Chiefs defense is – they're really solid. I, they're not necessarily spectacular, but they're really well coached. Spagnuolo is obviously your guy, one of the best in the, the world. Should be um, a head coach. He'll get another opportunity to be a head coach. But – Brady has been good in this game. He's going to have to be great. He's capable of doing it. I believe he can do it. Question is, will he do it? He's 43 years old. You know, just it's one of those things. I love the, the dynamic. Between Mahomes, Mahomes MVP. I believe Mahomes will win the MVP, but I think there's value in, in a couple of guys who I mentioned before. Obviously, like if, if, if Tampa wins, I, I can't see them giving it to anybody else but Brady. But if you're going to bet somebody else on the Tampa side, I would bet Gronk because I think he's going to have to find Gronk in this game uh, in order for them to win. That's that's what I how I feel. He's got. Uh, what about Antonio Brown? Is there? What do you you think? There's any good odds for him to get a touchdown in this one? I think there are. There should be. Yeah. So I was going to mention before before we uh, quickly wrap up. Uh, I have a couple of Gronk props in. 
Uh, but I, I'm looking at uh, like my parlay total across the board. Uh, it's four more catches. It, I believe it's 42 and a half more yards, and it's a score or more. So I have them all individually. They're all plus odds individually, but if they all hit together and I have that parlaying together, uh, I got, I think, plus 470 odds on that. So I think it was definitely worth it. Uh, I think the touchdown is probably the 50-50 of everything, but I do think you're going to see Gronk have five or six catches. I think he's going to have 60 or 70 yards. Uh, he might have 80 yards. Uh, I think Brady's going to have to look his way uh, because in the Super Bowl games where Gronk has been available to Brady, they have played well in those games and they've won those games. In the games where Gronk was either hurt or limited or or the, that they have not played nearly as well. Uh, you saw Gronk make the big catch against the Rams a couple years ago to seal the game. Uh, Gronk has played well in the Super Bowls uh, previously. He He's played well against Seattle. Especially if the way you have it where – it's going to be back and forth, close game at the end. Right. Uh, you know, Brady goes down to take the lead. He's going to be looking towards Gronk here. Uh, I'll look at this. Brustman wants to ask a good question. Do we see a late pass interference play that doesn't get called? I hope not, because that would be. I hope not. That was rough. Watching rough. that that Buccaneers-Packers game, watching some of the calls that the Buccaneers got away with uh, earlier in the game and then seeing the flag that they threw on the Packers late, it's just – Regardless, it is a penalty. You know, I understand that you got to make the penalties, but I mean, in that in that scenario, it'll drive anybody crazy. You know, you see the calls at the beginning of the game, and then you see that one call at the end, and you know, it drives you up a wall. Like, ugh. but right. you know, we'll see. Hopefully not. Russ, man, you know, you've been a great part of our show all season. We appreciate your comments week in and week out. You got to give us your MVP prediction here. I mean, I'm I'm going with Nick Durst for MVP. I think that's a block here. MVP of the Chris Landry Football Network and in the zone, no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think this has been fun. Uh, you know, Joe, tell everybody where they could currently find our podcast so they can continue to listen to us with amazing guests week yes. to week on a daily, on a weekly basis, usually Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, three podcasts per week. The best podcast there is out there right now. Yes, it is. We have a lot of tremendous guests. Uh, don't But uh, I believe for anybody out there who listened to us, who made money listening to us, or who enjoyed us talking football uh, on our podcast, we always have uh, sports industry media professionals on with us to talk about their careers, talk about anything that's happening current events-wise. Uh, we've had some really great guests, some guests from ESPN, some guests from NBC, uh, some guests from Fox. Uh, we've had a couple of CBS sports radio uh, personalities on with us, a lot of uh, local New York uh tri-state area personalities a lot of the beat writers we've had on a lot of radio hosts uh and we've had a couple of athletes on and nick has had the opportunity to interview a couple of athletes uh and also if you have any uh if you like the mlb network you like nhl network we're working on having some guests from the nfl network uh so hopefully that can materialize in the next chef. month or two yeah if we can get chef to that'd be really great but we've had a lot of really great guests check it out uh, you know yeah. i'm right you know i'm right so check us out Spotify, in the in zone. The zone. Yeah, Tony Paradis is going with Joe for the MVP. Okay, fan of Joe, obviously. Yeah, he goes, who can cost their team the game? That's a great question. Who could be this the goat, the scapegoat here, Joe? I'm, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Britt Reed and Andy Reed on this one. I think that's going to cost the team the game. What okay. Do you think? Uh, and for the Bucks, I mean, the weakest area of the Bucks is their secondary. 
up front, they're pretty good. Devin White is awesome. Obviously, defensive line is great. I can't even say it. Dominican Sue has been awesome. Jason Pierre-Paul has been great. Uh, but if they're vulnerable, it's in the secondary. Uh, so before when you were mentioning, so the longest play is 46 and a half. So I think you undered it a little sick, bit. Sick of the under. Right. Uh, but if anybody – if anybody miss makes a misplay or does something that I think costs Tampa anything in the game, I think it'll be in the Bucks secondary. Okay. So maybe a penalty. Maybe they let Tyreek Hill just like blow right by them. Maybe McCall Hardman gets a long touchdown or who knows, but uh, maybe Kelsey gets in behind them and scores a 50 yard touchdown. But I think you're going to see it in the Bucks secondary. If it happens. Breastman says Brady is the safe call for MVP. Absolutely. Um, we're going to bring back Joe Foreman. He's got some breaking news. He just got a package in the mail. He wants to show it off here. Uh, and he's, he's very happy about it. It's going up on eBay as, he's, as we speak. Oh, it's already there. You can go buy it right now. 349 Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Nike Vapor Limited jersey. I'm not going to say what the retail price is because I don't want anybody to realize how much I'm price gouging, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't going to wear it during the game. The tags will stay on. Ah, I be careful. Don't spill anything. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have to be very careful. It's a white jersey, the jersey they're wearing in the game. Unfortunately, no patch, but I need to channel all the positivity toward the Buccaneers that I can. And so I think this will help. Though I must say, as a lifelong Jet fan up until this season, it does pain me to wear a Tom Brady jersey. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Joe. Best of luck with the resale. Uh, Breastman says a healthy – Vita Villa is a huge difference maker. Yeah, he's been he's been great since he's come back. Yeah. Uh, now we're gonna check in one last time with Jordan again. Uh, Jordan is he loves that he wants to buy that Brady jersey right now. He wants to get it. But uh, Jordan, we're gonna end it. We're gonna end you, your segment here. Um, we want you to make believe you are Bruce Arians here, and I want you to give. Buccaneers locker room. A pregame pre 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 speech right now to the Buccaneers. If you were Bruce Arians, the head coach, what would you say to them to get them fired up? Let's say it. <laughs> um, all right, gentlemen, we traveled a long way. It's been a long season. Um, let's go out there and let's play football. Let's do what we came here to do. We came home on the ship. Let's make sure we don't walk the plank. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> what a line. <laughs> love it unbelievable so here we have it what a what a speech <laughs> very gangsterish. uh <laughs> yep you don't want to walk the plank but jordan and joe will be walking the plank tonight at six flags wave the jolly roger folks <laughs> unbelievable what a good show what a that's show. gonna do it unfortunately joe it's been an uh, okay. amazing season Yep. Uh, we've had a lot of fun. We'll see if we're back next year, but we're not going anywhere. You know, Joe and I, you know, I'm right. Three days a week in the zone.io or Spotify, of course. Got to fo follow Joe on Twitter at jcalabrese1 and on Instagram at joeycals. You'll see our clips there. I'm on Twitter at nick underscore durst and on Instagram at Nick's food and stuff. Brustman is dying because Jordan was hilarious. I think that was, I think that was one of the all-time great – could you imagine like an NFL films on that speech, Jeff? Yep. Walk the plank. <laughs> uh, incredible. Yeah, so that's going to do it here. Um, 
It's been fun. Again, tweet us at Nick underscore Durst and at jcalabrese1. Um, we're looking forward to the game. Joe will be tweeting about probably like every commercial. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. So <laughs> he's a big fan of the commercials and we'll talk super, we'll talk halftime show. Uh, thanks for thanks for everybody watching us. Tony, great finish, guys. Have fun watching the game. Appreciate it. Pleasure watching you guys this season. Breastman's a pleasure to have you commenting to us, especially when you steal Joe's points. Uh, the other ones from all of our guests this season, we've had like 18 different Joes on. Um, we had Jordan today. We've had Jackie on. Tony's been on. Eli. Um, we, we appreciate everybody. It's been fun. Um, again, stay in touch with us. And that's going to do it. So enjoy the game. Uh, let Landry Football know you enjoyed the show. We've enjoyed Yes, it. please. Let, if you enjoyed us, let Landry know. Reach out uh, to anybody there. Uh, reach out, maybe DM us or something. Uh, let your voices be heard. You know, we want to know if we were good or not. We want to know if you were entertained by us, if we want your money. Uh, be really, really helpful. So don't be afraid to reach out. <laughs> yep. So that's going to do it. So for the one, the only, Joe Calabrese, I am Nick Durst. Let's say it together here, Joe. And this has been You, you Know, know I'm, I'm Right, right on Football. Football.